Welcome to Tachlis Talks and our first in a new series on Pirkei Avos, Pirkei Avot, Ethics or Chapters of Our Fathers. We'll hopefully today give a little introduction to just what is the father's aspect of these chapters and what makes these chapters so special. And hopefully get another episode in this week so that we don't fall too far behind the international calendar of Pirkei Avos. Communities around the world for many, many, many generations have been studying these chapters starting just after Passover, particularly each Shabbos between Pesach and Shavuos, and many communities extending through the summer. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that, why that is done as well. First, what is the Av, what is the father aspect of these chapters? Well, on one level, commentaries describe the beginning of these chapters, which draw attention to the messages taught by the sages of each generation, and pulls us all the way back to the transmission of the Torah, from Moshe to Joshua to the elders, down to the sages going into the beginning of the Second Temple, through the end of the Second Temple. As we go through that chain of transmission, we look at our fathers, because our proper perspective on the sages is to understand that we can't live without them, that we are totally dependent on their transmitting the Torah generation after generation. And if the Talmud describes, that if you teach somebody Torah, it is as if you yoldo, as if you birthed them, you brought them into their spiritual existence. Well, if we properly appreciate the sages and their messages, we understand that they have birthed us and they are our fathers. Another approach in the commentary is a fascinating approach is based on a discussion in the Talmud in Bavakama. Talmud is describing a person who wants to aspire to greatness, to excellence. In what area should one study to be a chassid, to be a particularly righteous individual? And the Talmud describes at first, perhaps one approach, mili dinazikin. Those matters of interpersonal how I relate to somebody else and his or her property. Am I cautious regarding my neighbor, my employee, my employer, my responsibilities to others? And those would fall into the category of Mili Nezikin. And that is one approach as to the necessary ingredient for personal excellence. There's another approach that it's Mili de Brachos, the manners of blessings. Because am I, if I'm not properly uh, appreciating that which God provides me, Am I, if not mindful of all the gifts he provides me in this world, how could I grow in my spiritual excellence? And merely de brachos, by learning to be attentive to the detail in brachas before and after eating food, upon experiencing different life experiences, that can bring to personal excellence. There's a third approach in that piece of Talmud, and you can guess it's going to relate to Pirkei Avos, and that is to study mile de Avos, to study these passages of Pirkei Avos. Given, and we haven't really talked much about them, but given that Pirkei Avos are, to a great degree, focused on self-development, that is a third area to focus upon in terms of excellence. And the Maharsha, in his commentary to that piece of Talmud in, Bra- in the Bhavakama, describes these three approaches, whether one should study the manners of the interpersonal, whether should, one should study the blessings and the God connect, so to speak, or study these chapters of Pirkei Avos can be understood to relate to three different aspects of self-development. We have, 
we call Bain Adam Lamakom, our relationship with Hashem, our relationship with God, and Bracha, becoming excellent in being mindful and attentive to all that God provides us, and in displaying gratitude to that, and articulating our appreciation, that can help us boost our Bain Adam Lamakom, that side of ourselves that connects us to God. There's the second aspect of Bain Adam Lachavero, between man and his peer. And certainly Mili Dinazikin, being so cautious when it comes to matters of how do I relate to your property, to your finances, to my liabilities, my work responsibilities to you, and all of those related aspects of the interpersonal, that's the second area of Adam Lachavero. But there's a third area, and that's been Adam Laatzmo, between man and himself, or herself, woman and herself, Ben Adam Laatzmo, that aspect of self-development. And some suggest, I believe that Bina Li'itim in his commentary says that when we say that this, these are the chapters of Avos, they're the father, the Av, of all other aspects of, of Musar, of self-development. Because for us to be able to excel in either of those other two realms, the, the interpersonal, or between man and the divine, one has to first work on themselves, the Bina Adam La'atzmo. And many of the passages within Pirkei Avos can be used as tools for that aspect of self-development. So again, that idea of Avos, the first idea was Avot. We're looking at our sages as our fathers. The second idea is we're looking at our self-development as fundamental and this aspect of self-development as the father of all other areas of self-development. A third aspect of the idea of Av, of the Avos, and that would be the notion that the, the development, we have the messages we have within these chapters of Pirkei Avos, they are messages that we have to understand aren't simply what feels good in the moment. And that in a Jewish approach to ethical conduct, to moral behavior, is something that transcends time. It's not the whims of the moment. And we look f- to this unbroken chain for their understanding how they understood through Torah, through their wise eyes, uh, as they looked at the world, and the messages that they taught. And we don't say, oh, that was for them way back then. We're more advanced than that. We're on our own. We've developed not quite. Fascinatingly, there's no word in classic Hebrew for ethics. In modern Hebrew, they may use etika, uh, morals as well. They may use dat. Dalitaf, which is really more like a law slash, again, they can say like aspects of moral living, but there's no real word for morals or ethics because those are concepts that change over time. Ethics are what man deems appropriate in his or her current context based on the feelings, the sentiments of the moment. And we know that the many a society that did horrible things in the name of ethical conduct, in fact, there's been no situation where there was a war where each side didn't feel we are the ethically more proper side of this battle. We understand that there are foundations. There is ultimately the foundation of Torah and the foundation of the wisdom of the sages. And we, we turn back to our fathers. We turn back to this chain of transmission to try to determine what is really the true way to live one's life. On that note, we can turn back to another aspect of Pirkei Avos, of these chapters, and that's the very opening passage, because unique to this section of Pirkei Avos, unique 
out of all the Talmud, this is the only section that opens up with the words, Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai. Moses received the Torah at Sinai. We don't start other aspects of Jewish law or of Mishnah with that phrase. And some suggest, because this is the body of knowledge that one could mistakenly think is not dependent on a Sinai experience. This is to become an, a developed person, a, uh, an immoral being, an ethic, ethical conduct. That's function, again, of my reasoning and my evaluating what is good in the moment, but not quite. And again, one message we had, that unbroken chain, and the other, the chain brings us back to Sinai. That's what determines if something is really ethical conduct. What does God preach about this behavior? With that introduction, I want to look for a moment, and today we'll really probably not get past this uh, opening of the Perkevus, the very opening words. Moshe Kibal Torah, we just quoted them. Moshe received the Torah at Sinai. And not go any further than that. And look at a lesson in these very opening words, Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai. And it really relates, not only going to, not only the first four words, really the first two words, Moshe Kibel, Moshe received. Moshe received the Torah. A fundamental idea, I've heard this attributed to Rabbi Charlap, uh, who was of the great sages of Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, probably, uh, almost 100 years ago at this point, um, who said over that our capacity to have Torah, our capacity to understand Torah, potentially to master Torah, is dependent on being like that Moshe Kibel. Moshe received to what do I refer? So let's think about it for a moment. What made Moshe that great conduit to be able to receive the Torah at Sinai and pass it along? And he suggests is that very second word, kibel, that he received. Moshe viewed himself as a recipient. And when we view ourselves as a recipient, when we humble ourselves, when we recognize, you have something to provide me. I, it behooves me to be attentive to you, to listen to you, to try to glean from you, that being in a mode of kibel, of being a receiver, is what allows Moshe to be that receiver of Torah. And think about it further. Moshe received the Torah. What do we know about Moshe? How does the Torah praise Moshe? Does it ever say that Moshe was the most intellectually gifted among all men? Or that Moshe was the greatest orator of all men? Or does it say that Moshe was the, had the greatest um, mental capacity of all men? Moshe is described as Anav Mikal Adam. He's the most humble of all men. Moshe's humility is a primary ingredient in his capacity to be the one who is Kibbel Torah Misinai, who receives the Torah at Sinai and is capable of passing it on to the next generation. Absolutely, the Torah that he receives with no modification, no personal input that's going to in any way alter the absolute perfect Torah that he received from God and pass it on to the next generation. Because it's Moshe, and because it's Moshe Kibel, it can be a Torah that's received from Sinai that can go on now generation to generation. And to the degree that we can take these messages to heart, looking at our sages as our avot, as our fathers, and understanding it's not just the sages that were way back then, the sages of our generation as well. 
we have so much to gain when we recognize that they are ready to give and they can provide us. We're ready to yield, to listen. So we're in that Moshe Kibo mode. We can turn to all of our sages over history and realize their fatherly nature, their loving nature. They love Israel and want to give to Israel. And the degree to which we're dependent on them and that our birth comes through them, our spiritual growth comes through them. Second message, understanding we have the element of between man and God, man to man, and man and self. And the man to self element is, in a sense, the father of all the others, because that's what's going to allow us to excel in the other matters as well. Looking at that opening Mishnah in the Moshe Kibel, taking to heart this idea that Moshe was able to master Torah because of his humility, and we are able to be masters of Torah when we are humble as well. It's fascinating. It's pointed out many, many different sources to this, that Tal- the Talmud says that God refers to one who is, um, has an inflated ego. There's no space for him and me together. And Torah flows like water, always flows to the low source, flows to the one who is humble. So it's not a function of how where somebody ranks on the IQ chart as to how much they'll be a master of Torah. They could have a very great IQ, but if they're not ready to be that kibbel, not ready to be that humble acceptor of Torah, they cannot become a master of Torah. They may master the data. They may be good like a good robot that can spit it back, but they will not be a Talmud Chacham, a Torah sage. Look at Jewish history. Look at all of the greats that live on in Jewish history, and you will find that absolutely... Case after case, whether it's early history, middle history, recent history, the ones that live on as the great masters of Torah were also the ones who were recognized and viewed in their generation as the masters of great conduct, a great interpersonal behavior. And that was always a core ingredient to be able to be one who is not simply, again, a data bank of Torah knowledge, but the Talmud Chacham the sages who are going to be those who provide the unbroken chain of Torah, those who are going to be the Avos, those who are going to birth Israel and nurture Israel to Torah greatness. Take these messages to heart. Hopefully we can grow as we go through the various uh, chapters of Perkei Avos, and we'll hopefully again get another episode in this week to try to go further in number one, or maybe just a, a selection of the beginning of number two later on this week, but hopefully in doing so, taking these messages to heart, we can be masters of this knowledge of Torah in Brachialos, people who are ethical, not by what the whims of the moment are, but what the unbroken chain of understanding, going back to Sinai and God's perspective on what is right, and using that to develop our antenna for, for being able to perceive and react in, in proper ways. In so doing, we'll become the type of people who are far more likely to achieve our tasks.